This is the Elite Development Podcast, a show with the aim of helping athletes evolve in every element of their careers through real-world advice and experience. I'm your host, Kenny Dussault. I'm a strength and conditioning coach in Calgary, Alberta, with a singular focus on building better athletes. And now, let's get to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Kenny Dussault, and today we're talking about the true purpose of training. Now, the reason I wanted to bring this to you guys, like why I decided to put this episode together is because I was having a conversation with my new intern, and he was asking me a bunch of questions about you know, different things about training, you know, how, like what kind of squats you should use and, you know, how you structure certain programs, things like that. Typical things you would expect from a conversation with someone that's starting out in the field. But it really got me thinking that it's like training boils down to one very simple thing. It boils down to setting an athlete up for success in their sport. And the reason that that very simple thing needed a whole podcast is because so many of you guys get very sidetracked around what that means because I see so many people in the industry get caught up with you know specific types of performance testing and like oh you know we've got to test the sprints every four weeks we've got to test the jumps every six weeks we got to do this do that do this or I see people get very caught up in like you know trying to get better at squatting to get better at squatting instead of getting better at squatting to help with the performance in the sport. And so we're going to talk about a lot of those things today. Now, first off, let's get into the performance testing side. Disclaimer, this is not me saying that performance testing is bad. This is not me saying that you shouldn't ever test a jump or a sprint or a squat or whatever, but I want you to really understand the difference. One of the best examples of this is the NFL. The NFL is a combine every year. I'm not going to like list out tests or anything, but they test for strength. They test for vertical jump. They test for speed. They test for change of direction. And that combine can drastically affect where an athlete gets drafted in the upcoming NFL draft. But the thing is, you've got to really understand the applicability of a lot of these tests for the sport itself. And that's where a lot of you guys get lost. A lot of you guys look at this, look at the combine and you think, wow, this guy hit 42 reps on his 225 pound bench. And you think he's going to be an all-star linebacker because he hit 42 reps on his 225 pound bench. But what you don't realize is, yeah, that's a very impressive number. And yeah, you've got to be very strong to be able to do that. But your ability to bench press 225 pounds for a lot of reps and your ability to play football are two entirely different things. The other one is the 40-yard dash. This one always makes me laugh because that's like such an anticipated test and everybody goes off about, you know, the new world record and the 40-yard dash and could he out-sprint Usain Bolt and all of these things. But guys, how often do you see any player on the field pick up the ball and run 40 straight yards without having to change direction, move laterally, anything like that? If ever... Very close to never, you know, because, yeah, there are some cases where, boom, he gets the ball and he goes goes and takes off and just it's a straight line all the way through to the end zone. But that is not a very common thing. That's not something you're going to see every day. The reason that's important is because we put too much emphasis on these tests. We put too much emphasis in what someone's doing in the gym and how that affects their ability to perform in the sport. 
Now, when I say we put too much emphasis on it, I want to lead with another disclaimer. This is not me saying that a good 40-yard time is not a good thing to have if you're a football player, but you need to understand that a good 40-yard time does not make a football player. I'm going to say that one more time. A good 40-yard time does not make a football player. And the reason that's important to distinguish is because for football specifically, and I'm using football because it's just the easiest example when it comes to, you know, these tests and that kind of stuff. For football specifically, your ability to sprint in a straight line and your ability to avoid tackles and juke people and move in and out, whatever else you need to do in the sport, are two very different games. So is your ability to be fast important? Of course. Is your ability to break your 40-yard time from last season important? Not necessarily. And this is the case with so many of these tests, and I see so many athletes get caught up with this, including MMA athletes. The one thing I see a lot with combat athletes is they're measuring their 10 kilometers run time. And, you know, oh, I best 10 kilometer, like my best 10K in like 30, in like 42 minutes or whatever it is. And guys, you got to understand, your ability to fight for three five-minute rounds or three three-minute rounds or if it's boxing, you know, three, 12, 12 three-minute rounds, whatever it is, does not reflect your ability to run at one pace for 10 kilometers. It's not the same thing. So is your ability to run 10 kilometers impressive? Yeah. Is it going to potentially, is it going to hurt you? Of course not. But if you're spending your energy on improving your 10K time, you're not spending your energy on improving your fighting ability. You're not spending your energy on improving your explosive power, your speed, your ability to push pace and repeat high-intensity explosive efforts for three to five minutes, depending on the sport, depending on the level. So does that make sense? we got to refocus on what actually matters. And what actually matters is your ability to perform in the sport. So when an athlete comes to me and they say, you know, my best 10K time is 42 minutes, I'll say, cool, don't care. And the reason I don't care is because that's not your ability to perform in the sport. That's your ability to run 10 kilometers, which is great, but that's not what we need to focus on. So I've always, I always talk about this with my athletes. I tell them, you know, all of these other numbers, all of these other things that you talk about, you know, your ability to run 10K, your, your whatever other kind of ideas they have, those aren't the focus. You know, will they improve as we train to improve your ability to fight? Of course. If you get more fit, activities that take fitness improve. Are we going to celebrate that if you go run and it's a per new personal best time? For sure. Is that going to be where we put the focus of our training? No, never. And the reason it's not is because that's not the sport you're training for. If you're a 10-kilometer runner or you're a marathon runner, for sure, we're going to celebrate your running times. If you're a fighter, we celebrate your ability to fight at a higher pace for the duration of time required by the rule set. That's it. And so when it comes back to that as well, the other thing I wanted to really touch on when it comes to, you know, the true purpose of training is I see a lot of athletes that get very caught up in just trying to outwork everyone else. And you might be thinking, well, you know, if I outwork everyone else and I'm going to outperform everybody else too. Right. And that's not necessarily true because again, I can give you a workout to go do right now that is going to be harder than any workout you've ever done in your life. But that workout translating back to how you perform in the sport isn't necessarily going to correlate. 
You get what I'm saying? So instead of focusing on outworking people, focus on improving yourself when it comes to the performance in the sport. And like examples of this, it's that mentality of, you know, being the hardest worker in the room, that mentality of like all gas, no breaks that I hear so often from athletes that, again, I admire the work ethic. I admire what you're trying to do. But what you've got to understand is you've got to understand the actual purpose of training. The purpose of training for a fight, as an example, as a professional MMA fighter, if it's not a title fight or a UFC main event, is to be able to fight at a high pace for three five-minute rounds with a minute break in between each one. It's not to go for two and a half hours and be able to crawl out of the gym once you're done that two and a half hour crazy intense workout. It's to be able to fight for three five-minute rounds with one minute break between each one. So your training needs to improve your ability to do that. So as an example, if it's Friday and you're beat up, you're sore, you're tired, everything hurts, and you've got a fight in a month, you've got the choice between go home, recover, make sure that you're healing up your body, you're working through any of those injuries or anything that you've kind of got that's nagging you so that you can show up to training tomorrow and give it 100% and actually feel good, or you've got the choice of grinding through two more hours of hitting pads and bag work and potentially a little bit of sparring when you're already beat shit. What's going to help you perform better? A lot of people think the skill work, right? Because the more, the more work I do, the more reps I've gotten, the better I'm going to be while I fight. But you got to think, what's a part of fighting that often gets overlooked? Health of the body. You can have the best skill set in the world. If you come in and both your shoulders are busted up, your knees are achy, your back is all jacked up, you're not going to perform even if your skill set is high level. You know, it's the same idea. Like what I always love to look to is examples in the UFC, examples at those higher levels. You know, one of the things I remember from like recent memory is when TJ Dillashaw fought, fought Aljamain Sterling. Dude came in with a absolutely annihilated shoulder. And he said, and of course it popped out about 30 seconds into the fight. And when it popped out, like after the fight, when he got interviewed, he came out and he was like, well, yeah, you know, it popped out 20 plus times during training camp. And I just kept training through it. Cause you know, I, I, I trained through it before. So I just kept training through it. And then it just didn't come back to, for the fight this time. And a lot of people look at it and say, you know, admirable work ethic, pushing through, even though he's injured, but what if the first time it had popped out, he had let it rest for a week, done a little bit more rehab work on it, potentially fixed the problem, and then come back at it with a shoulder that was at 60% instead of 20%, or taken a couple of those sessions off to let his shoulder relax, and then maybe it's only popped out five times during training camp instead of 20 times, and it stays in while he fights. Could he have had a better chance to win the fight? And of course, I understand that that's theoretical. I understand that I'm not sitting here with like the exact knowledge of, oh, if he had rested more, he definitely would have won. Of course not. But if his body was healthy, even if he had trained a little bit less, if he had had two working arms, two shoulders that were actually functioning, he has a lot better chance of winning that fight. So that's the thing that so many of you guys overlook. You worry too much about outworking everyone. You worry too much about being able to check off how many sessions you did without thinking about the true purpose of training, which is setting you up for success in the sport. And yes, hard work is massively important. 
You're not going to win long term without hard work. You just won't. But that is not the only factor. That is not the only thing you need to be thinking about. If you are just working hard every single day, but you're injured, you're hurt, you're sore, you're in pain, and you're not letting yourself recover, you're going to come into that fight a very hard working husk of who you possibly could be. But if you balance that hard work with rest and recovery, you do the hard sessions, but then you take a couple of extra days off to allow yourself to heal up, to allow yourself to rest, recover, recharge, come back at the next day with more energy. You're going to come in there still with a very high level skill set, still with a very high level gas tank and a healthier body, the trifecta of being able to succeed in the sport. So what I want you guys to really take away from this more than anything else is the purpose of training is to succeed in the sport. So instead of asking yourself, how many hours of training can I fit into my week? Instead of asking yourself, how hard can I push myself before I drop? Ask yourself, what is going to allow me to succeed on the night that I actually need to succeed? Because you can have the hardest, toughest, most brutal training camp of the world. But if you're not set up for success on fight night, that training camp doesn't matter. But if you chilled a little more in that camp, you let your body recover a little more in that camp, you balance the hard sessions, learn how to optimize your schedule instead of just packing it as full as you can pack it all the time. Now you're going to come in there still high level, but you're going to come in there rested, recovered, and ready to fight. And truly, that is going to be the winning combination over just who can work the hardest. So remember the true purpose. The true purpose is setting yourself up for success. Now that's it. That's all. If you got value from the episode today, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know what it is. Uh, I'd love to know what it was that you took away. Um, as always, my one ask of you guys, share the show with a friend, share it with a teammate, share it with someone who's going to benefit from hearing this message. If you've got any questions for me based off of anything that you heard today, make sure to shoot me a message on social media, follow me, Instagram, TikTok, wherever else you can find me, and we can talk it over. I'm always happy to answer questions and stuff too. So that's it. That's all. I appreciate you all for tuning in. We've got a pretty decent, you know, pretty decent showing on TikTok today. So thank you guys all. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I would greatly appreciate if you subscribed and left a review for the show. As well, I would love to hear what your biggest takeaways were from the episode. My contact info is linked below. Send me a message and let me know what you thought. As always, I'm your host, Kenny Dusso. Thank you again and see you next time.